0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Thank you for listening to LifePoint. I hope your day is going well. My day is. I'm excited to be able to share with you today. And so we're going to pray, and then we're going to get on the move. Lord, I thank you for this great day, the day that you have made, God, so beautiful of a day. And Lord, I thank you for all the listeners. I thank you for their personal lives. Lord, I don't know them, but you do. You know their hearts, you know their mind, you know their commitment. Lord, I pray you'd give them strength each day to be the best people they can be, to serve you with all their heart, soul, and mind. And Lord, I pray each one of them would make a difference in this world. They'd be a living testimony for you. Lord, we have a world that so desperately needs you. And we need people to respond to you and and be in touch with the Spirit of God so that you can, Lord, help us to witness to those that so desperately need you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, today I want to say, how would you define your relationship with Jesus? What would you say? Would you say, "Oh, it's okay," or you know, it's, or would you say it's vibrant? It's alive. It is. It is all in a, all assume all in. I'm trying to think of the word I was say. Insuming. That doesn't sound right. But uh, anyway, it's it takes me captive. Would you say it's or would you say my relationship is pretty shallow and almost non-existent? Or would you say it's all built around spiritual people close to you? What's well, time? I think we take a close look at that because you know what? Jesus is coming again. This week I had a dream. It was the most vivid dream I've had in so long, as far as spiritual dream. And I dreamed I was outside with uh, several of my friends or wife, and and all of a sudden it was a sunny day, and the sky is looking to the east, and the sky unfolded. All of a sudden it fo- it folded back, and all of a sudden there was these these lights, these these huge rays of light coming down. And the next thing I know. I see people uh floating into the rays of lights upward, floating upward. I think, what's going on? And I'm and I'm started to go up there too, and then we realized it was Jesus and Jesus was coming. And I, I, I there's people I saw and and thought about, and then I wished I would have wrote those down in the middle of the night. But it was just such an amazing dream. I I just said, Lord, what is this? So in the morning when I woke up, I said, I mean, after I went back to sleep and woke up again, I said, Come, Lord Jesus, come, because it was it was the most magnificent dream that I've uh, I think maybe that I've ever had. But anyway, I'm sure there are many like those in the Bible that did not have a relationship but followed the miracle. See, we are following this spectacle, or do we know what it is to have a relationship? John 6, one and two says, sometime after this Jesus crossed the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed because, listen to this, because they saw the sign he had performed by healing the sick. Jesus had already been healing people, and the curiosity was so great that people wanted to see, what do you do next? It's exciting. You know, if you hear something uh, bizarre and something supernatural is going on, usually you go and check it out. They didn't have to wait long after this statement as the sixth chapter of John goes on to tell the story about Jesus feeding to 5,000 people with five small barley loaves and two small fish. Probably the equivalent that I, that I said many times of a tweaky sized bread as it was for the boys' lunch. And the crowd experienced Jesus turning that into abundance of food. Yes, another incredible miracle, but many were still experiencing a star-struck feeling versus taking the, to heart what Jesus was talking about, having a profound relationship with the King of life. See, Jesus continues to amaze. But Jesus sets them straight. He says in John four forty eight, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told them, you never believe. Instead, having faith to grasp onto him, they had to see and touch and feel. Folks, faith is believing the unseen. Jesus didn't show his miracles. Jesus taught all who were there. Some wanted to see miracles, not just to listen to teaching. Jesus was telling the disciples and people in the last part of John 6, the relationship aspect and many of the large group of disciples turned away and followed him no longer. So he just had the faithful 12, which we know turned into the faithful 11 after Judas Iscariot's situation. Jesus wanted people willing to listen to the life-changing truth that was bringing the people of God. That is exactly what he wants today. He is interested in us listening and following the life-giving truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love hearing testimonies of people who have given their lives to Christ and how their life has been changed forevermore. I know a number of people like that. They're totally different. They were born again. You know, unfortunately, too many are chasing after the miracles instead of trusting in Jesus and allowing the miracles to be a part of their lives. People will travel all over the country if they hear of some fantastic miracles of such and start chasing a person or an organization because all they want to provide is a showing of miracles. Just like if people see and hear about, let's say, the ark being found or different things like Noah's ark being found, different things like that, people will rush to the site to see the spectacle. People, it is about our relationship with Jesus Christ and believing in him. We must be careful to be a follower of God, not just someone who just watches and and, or becomes a fan of God, but somebody who loves our God. I've seen numerous miracles in my lifetime, but I don't chase after them. I believe in God's divine power. I believe in his healing. But when you read the word of God, you follow his teaching. You realize his teaching is much more than about miracles. It's about truth. It's about the direction for living. It's about relationship, about following God at all cost, no matter what is going on in your lives. Jesus wanted people to accept his invitation. Listen to Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. The invitation is the same. It can't be about us, it has to be about him about loving him and having a, a one-on-one relationship with him. The question again comes up, you know, are you a follower? Or are you just somebody who who is a fan? Are we all with Jesus? In the, first, in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, we see the verse from the paraphrase, if you love someone, you'll be loyal to them no matter what the cost. Can we say that about our relationship with Jesus? We will stand our ground in defending him. And about being about his business, not just being somebody who watches the spectacles, but truly being a follower of Christ, letting the Holy Spirit of God breathe in us. Or do we customize Christianity? Just like cars. I like cars. Even though I have no ability to work on them, I like them. I like cars that have been fixed up. I had an old, I had my friend gave me a 56 uh, Oldsmobile, and it was, a, it was a nice car, but it needed work, and I just wasn't able to fix it up. I didn't have that ability, nor did I have the money to put into it. So I sold it and got some good money out of it and let that person fix it up and turn it to a beautiful rig. He customized it. Do we customize Christianity? Do we want it to do just what we want it to do and lay it out just the way we want it to lay it out? Or do we allow the Spirit of God to direct our lives? We live in a world that operates that way. Hey, you know, just, I want it my way. See, well, God will have to fit into my schedule. After all, I'm going to take care of the things I can see and feel before taking on the faith and believing that Jesus is who he says he is. That's exactly what you find in the, uh, my in a find a quote of miracle chasers. The miracle of salvation is enough. If you believe that Jesus is a Christ, the Son of the living God, you have eternal life. And you will see and experience the joy of knowing that you are a child of the King. You know, sometimes we're we're just admirers, enthusiastic admirers. We admire from a distance. We have a lot of people that, that admire different football teams and we come very close to them. And we so enthusiastic about them. I got a son-in-law that is just a gigantic uh, Sacramento Kings fan. He loves the Kings. And so for Christmas, sometimes we get him uh, outfits and this and that and hats and shirts uh, with Kings on. He just loves them. And of course now he's excited because they picked up a great player in Sabonis from Indiana, which some of you could care less about, but you that know basketball No, that's kind of an interesting pickup. But Jesus wants you and I to be followers, like the disciples who stuck around and they chose to follow him through the good, through the bad. They wouldn't leave him under pressures of the world. That is what Jesus is looking for for you and for me that we'll be there for him no matter what, no matter how the world is trying to pull us away. Let's not be a uh, a stadium full of uh, fans that just just watch, but a church full of followers and a, and a people full of followers who truly care about a relationship with Jesus, who truly get it when he says, deny yourself and follow me. Some of you have grew up in the church or attend church and order appease a, a significant other or a relative. It can be really easy to become somebody like that. It's like riding in a car and listening to the same CD over and over again. Like Elvis, as I was always trying to learn "Blue Suede Shoes" for a retro show that we did. I listened over and over again, and pretty soon, it's ingrained in your mind, and you sing it all the time. You might say I became a fan. That that uh, that can happen in the church. We keep going to appease someone else. Pretty soon, we get the flow of things. We know most of the songs. We even recognize the stories. But can we have the faith to believe that Jesus is working in our lives in a powerful way? He is looking for a relationship with you. He wants a one-on-one with you. You know, He made us to seek Him. He made us to seek Him. You know what? The process of engaging is so important. I hope that you will engage with your Lord and Savior You'll have a personal relationship with Him. You'll spend time talking to Him and time listening to Him, and that we would all be on a growth journey. Our spiritual lives would be touched and changed by the power of Almighty God. He loves you. He has a great plan for your life. He just wants to be a part of it. So whatever you do, stay in touch with Jesus. Have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God.